Hello, hello guys. I'm Rui, as usual. <laughs> My name doesn't change. And this is Macabre Ramblings. A paranormal episode. I don't know if you have heard of the last episode, but I did say that my hint for this one is Victoria. And Victoria is the name of a doll that I have. It's from my uncle and he gifted me this doll. It's a porcelain doll that gave me at around Christmas time when I was like 8, 9, 10, around those ages. I'm not quite sure which. And it's pretty pretty doll but it also looks kind of creepy <laughs> it's not a doll that you would play with especially because i think it can break because it's a porcelain doll with those eyes that just glassy and it closes and opens when whatever position you put it on so i put victoria in my window kind of like this little bit of uh, window that i have in my room and she's facing outside so whenever i open the window you could just see her in her box still looking out the window so if you're outside and you look through my window you'd see victoria and that's like a fun fact on why my hint for this episode is victoria and i think this is like a big giveaway on what the topic will be for today and it's all about dolls most specifically it's about the island of the dolls and just a bonus doll that i found interesting because it's a little bit on the modern side instead of the uh 1900s 1800s type of haunted dolls and it's a elsa doll <laughs> a haunted elsa doll which is like just a bonus doll type of thing so now let's start with the episode as i have like stopped and finally finished my rambling in this introduction let's talk about the actual main topic the one that will take almost whole episode to talk about it's the island of dolls in mexico city it's located just south of it and it is between the canals of Xochimilco and this in the canals of this place you can find a small island and it has quite a sad background and it was actually never intended to be a tourist destination but nowadays it is you can ride a boat i forgot what they call it it's like a gondola mexican gondola you're gonna ride it through the canals for around two hours and then you will reach this small island but i'll talk about that later i think it's in my notes and this island, this small island, is known as Isla de las Muñecas, which is the island of the dolls, if you translate it into English. And just another fun fact, Xochimilco is, I don't know if I'm saying that right, it's X-O-C-H-I-M-I-L-C-O. -I -I so it's quite a name that's kind of hard to pronounce, but my brain says it's Xochimilco, Xochimilco. This is where the Aztecs, so very, very long time ago, and now I want to go and visit this because I want to go to places that have this kind of history from way, way, way back then. So this is where the Aztecs built canals that housed several little garden islands, which is, I think, are called Chinampa. And it is used to plant food, 
plant some greenery and if you plant this greenery they have like lots of moisture because it's like near this canal so now let's go back to the island of dolls isla de las muñecas and there is a native of xochimilco and it his name is don julian what is his full name don julian santana barrera and he is a native of this place and there's nothing much that is known on his actual full life so what i only know is he left his wife and family sometime in the mid 20th century to stay on this small island on Teshuilo Lake. So he decided to leave his family and just stay in this small island in the canals. And so he usually occasionally ventured to the neighboring barrio. Barrio is a town, a small town, kind of like that. So he ventured to the neighboring barrio de la Asuncion to sell his vegetables and enjoy the popular pulque which is an alcoholic beverage made from the fermented sap of the agave plant. It is actually unclear why he moved to such an isolated spot and as to why he left his family, but he did. Some say it was because of spiritual reasons and he intended to live like a hermit, basically. So whatever pushed him that, to that kind of lifestyle is purely spiritually, some people think. But whatever the case, Julian was actually very, very religious. While he was visiting the neighboring towns and communities, he preaches the gospel. So he's one of those preachers. At the time though, during the 1950s, it was presumed that only anointed priests were allowed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Don Julian is unfortunately not one of those anointed priests. And so as a result, he was not looked upon with favor by the Catholic communities which he visited to preach. Julian was beaten up a lot. Just not something you do if they're, I don't know, breaking a kind of law. <laughs> Why would you beat them up like this? And it's not like he committed murder. He was just preaching, but whatever. Let's not dig deep into that. So Julian was unfortunately beaten up a lot and this kind of like attitude towards him led to him becoming even more reclusive over the years. So he turned even more of a hermit than he already is. Uh, Don Julian said that suddenly one day while he was living his life in his small island alone, he found a young girl floating dead in the canal. So he just found a young dead girl whether she drowned she got murdered or whatever it is that had happened to her wasn't really said but he claims that he found a young girl floating dead in the canal more than around 50 years ago shortly thereafter he then saw a floating doll near the canals and he thought that this is most probably a doll that belonged to the dead girl it also wasn't said if he buried the girl or he just allowed the girl to float around the canals but i would like to assume that he buried the girl and i don't know prayed respect to her dead body but that's just me assuming a more positive <laughs> scenario when he saw the doll he picked it up and decided to hang it on a tree this sounds kind of weird but this is a way of for him 
to show respect and support the spirit of the dead girl. Julian claimed that while he was continuing to live alone on the island, after this scenario where he found the dead girl, he then began hearing voices and the whispers around him and he's alone so why would he hear whispers and voices that isn't his own and so he experienced that as well as other strange phenomena such as finding the doll that he hung on a tree he hung it on a tree so i suppose you could assume that because it's only a small island i think you could assume that you he knows what tree he hung the doll on and but sometimes he would find the doll hanging off a different tree than he had left it so the doll is moving because he's the only one there and it's uh, i found like a few videos of people actually visiting the island of the dolls and it's not something that you could easily go to you go to this city where there are a lot of people living in it and then there's the canals and then you will pay someone to uh basically drive the boat you call it steer the boat <laughs> to basically just operate the boat for you it i have said it's like a mexican gondola and then you would pass through the canals for around two hours i think it's it's quite a lengthy time so if someone is just going there whispering unless people are living in a small land island as well but i don't know as i've said <laughs> that's a tangent oh my gosh but as i've said the doll that he hung on a tree was found hanging on a different tree and he had left it and then because he was experiencing this he was terrified which i could not blame him i would be terrified as well especially because dolls i do not want to hang a doll on a tree <laughs> i don't know it's not it's not it's not a scenario that i would find myself doing hopefully so he was terrified and so to placate the spirit of the girl which he assumes is the one that is haunting him he placed dolls that he found in the garbage or in the canals with the idea that they would scare or just placate the soul of the young girl who at this time he would hear crying out i want my doll so he hears that now somebody saying i want my doll and he thinks that he has the doll he hung the doll but it seems like the spirit isn't contented with that so he hung even more dolls so he decided and he believed that now the island was being haunted and the spirit of the girl wasn't peaceful it was malevolent and he is like just driven to placate it he was driven to appease it and he began again to visit the communities around the south of mexico city while out there he was conducting some trade because he uh grew some vegetables to eat and while out there he was conducting some trade and he no longer decided to preach the gospel so instead of preaching the gospel he began to search for dolls through all the rubbish bins that he could find whenever he find found one he brought it back to his island so once he brought the spirit of the dead girl more dolls she was pacified but not completely she was like gone for i don't know a couple of days and then she came back unfortunately things were calm again because of this lull and julian resumed 
Am I saying Julian all this time or am I saying Julian? It's Julian. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's spelled as Julian, but it's Julian. It's it's uh pronounced as Julian. So things were calm and he resumed his relatively simple life. However, pretty soon he began to find that there are numerous dolls floating down the canal, which is a weird situation, and it flowed into the lake his island was surrounded by. So somehow the dolls are coming to him now. So allegedly, the haunting of his home became even more noticeable after that. And while he was hearing the spirit saying, I want my doll during the nights, once again, he began to hear footsteps going near him. So back then, I assumed that it, it, the article said that the first time it's crying out. So basically, I imagine someone just yelling out, I want my doll. But now he could be he beginning he blah, he could begin he could begin he began to hear footsteps near him so somebody walking towards him and then someone whispering i want my doll during the night however his island was in the middle of the jungle surrounded by water because this canal is surrounded by a lot of trees it looks like it's a canal in the middle of a forest i think because it is and uh, it is surrounded by water and whenever he got up to look around assuming that he thinks that there is someone who is playing a prank on him he doesn't see anyone though he's still alone so he also began collecting the dolls that he found floating and started hanging the, them up on trees as well so whatever the case Julian actually never fixed the dolls because he rummaged through bins, he picked the dolls up in the canals, so it's definitely dolls that aren't in very good shape, and he never fixed it at all. So if he got a doll with a missing limb, he hung it up with a missing limb. If he found a doll with a missing eye, he just hung it up as is. So as a result, many of them that are hanging are missing limbs, eyes, heads, and he doesn't really clean them at all. They just hung there for around 70 years <laughs> and their clothes are decaying and rotting and ugh. I know this is a paranormal episode and it's about ghosts but this is the part that makes me feel creeped out the most and uh, <laughs> their clothes are decaying and rotting and there are insects sometimes crawling out of their eye sockets. That's a very nightmarish visual. <laughs> very very nightmarish i wouldn't want to see that and so that's what had happened but others of course not everyone would be a believer and so others questioned the existence of the drowned girl because they questioned don julian's like mental stability because some reports conclude that julian has made up this story about the girl because he was in solitude a lot he's living like a hermit in an island that you have to basically uh ride a boat to go to and he was a sullen and lonely man who for many years has lost contact with his family and friends <clears throat> and so that's why he just made up the story of the girl to get some attention or he's actually hallucinating them i don't know but that's what the skeptics conclude oh so what is a chinampa as i've said the island is like a chinampa uh, it's like a chinampa <clears throat> so chinampa is a technique used in mesoamerican agriculture and this relied on small 
rectangular areas of fertile land <clears throat> and this fertile land is used to grow crops on the shallow lake beds in the valley of mexico and these are built up on wetlands of a lake or freshwater swamp for agricultural purposes and the proportions of these uh small rectangular areas of fertile land uh, their proportions ensure optimal moisture retention so to make sure that it's always moisturized and not dry just what i am trying my best to do with my skin <laughs> moisturize not dry and not looking like a grease ball <clears throat> so this island because it's very it's a very weird eccentric unique island and because it's like that many stories have been associated with the island over the years there is this popular tale that don julian had gone mad and he believed that the dolls are real children that he pulled from the canal and tried to revive so if we operate on that theory then don julian found children floating on the canal he picked them up and tried to revive so they died and then when he found out that he didn't manage to save them he hung their corpses on the trees that's a little bit of <laughs> an interesting take but that's one of the popular tales and there's this another tale where julian was apparently haunted by the spirit of the girls who were operating on the fact that he did find a dead girl in the canal and then he started hanging more dolls so it's like still in parallel with the original story that i'm talking about but then we diverge <laughs> and then he soon realized that the dolls themselves were possessed by the spirits of dead girls all the dolls and if you go to the island of the dolls you'll see that there are hundreds or even thousands of dolls so imagine that they were possessed by the spirits of dead girls every single one of them that gives me the creeps and when he realized that he continued to collect creepy dolls and he continued hanging them over the entire island that's a reasonable thing to do <laughs> once you realize that the dolls that you have are possessed of by the spirits of dead girls according to those close to him it was as if don julian was driven by some kind of unseen force that completely changed him because he was so motivated to just get these dolls and hang them all over his island there are also dolls that don julian had found in a better condition and these dolls he played dress up with and made them a special little home although nowadays when you open up the door to the shed that they're still in it looks like something out of a horror movie <laughs> it's just still full of dolls that are hanging and missing limbs and julian also collected accessories which he would fix on the dolls his favorite dolls were named agustina and monik so those are his favorite dolls now let's uh i'm going to introduce you to the chronicler of xochimilco which is named sebastian flores and he said in his chronicles because he is a chronicler he said in his chronicles quote they were old dolls that he hung around his neck some like his favorite the doll he fixed her with necklaces and dark glasses he did tell me that the dolls accompanied him talked to him and sometimes even lulled him to sleep Unquote. 
So, he doesn't feel terrified of the dolls. He basically found them as accompanying him a lot. So, according to Sebastian, with the passage of time and the constant tours of the canals, there are young university students that approach this island with curiosity and little by little, Don Julian let them just go to his chinampa and he even shared products from his garden with them. And he added that, as a form of gratitude, the students give him dolls to decorate their island. So kind of a trade. Like, a cabbage for your doll type of thing. So he got even more dolls from the people who visited his island. So as word of this island began to spread, of course, there's going to be curious visitors and they will make their way to the island where he welcomed them with open arms. So he's not as territorial in this island at all. Just He just welcomes them with open arms. And then he keeps on visiting communities in the south of Mexico City, such as Barrio de la Asuncion, the place where he got beat up because he was gospel, saying the gospel. So when he had been visiting these communities in the south of Mexico City, as Decades has already passed, so he's not preaching anymore. He's not annoying the people anymore. And the locals actually forgot or they either forgot or forgave him for preaching, even if he's not a priest. And so he, he goes to, the, to those places to find a place from which he can collect some more dolls. And so as such, to collect more dolls, he began telling the story to the people of the dead girl he had found on the shores of his island and the reason why he was collecting the dolls. He soon found out then that some people were willing to pay for him to give them a tour of his creepy island and during the 1990s, he began to supplement his income by doing exactly that. So now, his previously unnamed island, because when he was living there, his island doesn't have a name at all. And this is when it became known as La Isla de las Muñecas, the island of the dolls. So, as I have said, he has favorite dolls, and one of his favorite dolls was called Monek. And in the latter days of Don Julian's life, he would sit Monek in a small hut, surrounded by a collage of the many newspaper clippings that... The local reporters had written for him, and this piece, of course, gradually brought the island to attention and made Don Julian kind of a minor celebrity. So that's how he lived his life after the island became more popular. In 2001, though, this is around 50 years after he started collecting dolls and hanging them all over the island, he was found dead. And... Can you guess where he was found dead? I'll give you like 5 seconds to guess where he was found dead in. Is it already 5 seconds? I don't know, I'm impatient. <laughs> so, he was found dead, drowned, in the same spot where he allegedly says that he found the girl in. So he died on the same spot that he found her in. But of course, there's a lot of versions surrounding what had happened to him and how he died. Among the versions is that the locals are telling people that are asking that he did not drown. It was the dolls. Uh, he did not drown by accident. It was the dolls that had killed him. Many people also said that the dolls, which are inhabited by tortured spirits, 
conspired to murder him. Others believe that Santana's death was an accident and that since his, since his passing, the dolls have taken over his role as the island's caretaker. And there's another version which is more of a logical, kind of like a skeptic's kind of version and that is he died of a heart attack. And it's just a coincidence that he died on the same spot where he's telling people that he found the young girl. So local media reported his death extensively and locals became even more interested in the island because of this. People who knew him eagerly jumped on the bandwagon of publicity, of course, and they added to the already numerous myths around his home. They were telling people that the real reason why Julian was collecting dolls was that he was himself possessed by an evil spirit that still, right now, inhabits that island. So very religious or superstitious, how do you say that? Very religious or superstitious people now avoid the location near the island. But there are also some people who are just keen on making a few easy pesos. And they will bring visitors right onto the island's shores. And that's why some, when you try to go there and you ask the, the drivers of the boats, the small gondolas, that some of them would not want to bring you there because they don't want to go near the island. Some of them are eager to do so if you pay them. Many people believe that Don Julian has joined the other spirits of the island. So he's now just vibing with his dolls for eternity. The locals are very faithful to the tale that the island is a very charmed, haunted, kind of like a spiritual place, at the very least a place that is full of spirits. So after Julian's death in 2001, it has become a tourist attraction where visitors bring even more dolls. So since his death, the island has become very famous, as I have said, and has even been featured in many articles and even some TV shows. So nowadays, the island is a dark, decaying forest of basically trees with decaying toys, decaying dolls with like decapitated heads, severed limbs, and blank, glassy doll eyes. When you visit, so you could just imagine this. If you visit to the, the island de las, the Isla de las Muñecas, you'll see a lot of dolls, of course. There are Barbies, baby dolls, mangled soft bodies, those clothes. There's like dolls made of cloth, porcelain ones, and they were just hanging from trees and fences. And they were, they are now surrounding a small cabin. And inside this cabin is a photo of the late Don Julian hanging on a wall. Locals say that the dolls sometimes move their eyes or swivel their heads, a sign that they have some spirits within them, using their bodies to move and, I don't know, communicate with people or they're trying to communicate. I suppose if you could hear whispers and talking, they're trying to or they're trying to communicate with each other. Oh, so yeah, some witnesses claim that they had heard the dolls whispering to each other. The others and some others who were on a boat near the island said that the dolls lured them to come down to the island. So they are getting charmed to go and become closer to the island. And this place, 
you could very much guess, have become an amulet for some superstitious people. So some basically look at it as a charm. Some just don't want to go near it because it's terrifying. And some people think that the dolls, the ones who think that the dolls are amulets, they think that they scare away evil spirits and they improve crops. Sebastian Flores, the chronicler, indicated that the island of the dolls was remodeled by the vice mayor's office and the cooperative society of ecotourism so that people would know it. So they leaned on it to become a tourist attraction. So nowadays in the place, there are three cabins that were built for the traditional museum where there will be the memories of Julian Santana and his dolls, his favorite dolls. And this place is now inherited by his nephew, Anastasio Santana Velasquez. In addition to the hundreds of dolls, the island also contains a small museum with some articles from local newspapers about the island and Don Julian. There is a store and three rooms, one of which seems to have been used as a bedroom. I don't know if this is used by Anastasio or you could go and stay there if you want for a night. So in this room is the first doll that Santana collected as well as Agustinita, one of his favorite dolls. The island can be visited can be visited at any time of the day. It is located in the Teshuilo Lagoon and it is an hour and a half by rowing arm from the pier in the south of the city. So I would quote the chronicler Sebastian and he describes the tour as quote but without a doubt the tour of the area is much more impressive on full moon nights because it is an area where there is no electric light and the hang dolls and full of animals typical of the fauna coming out of the mouth give a certain terror unquote so the island was featured on the travel channel show ghost adventures and the amazon prime show lore it's also featured in BuzzFeed Unsolved. Shane Maday, <laughs> my favorite skeptic, said that he believes in the legends about the island. You could watch that episode. I've watched that like years ago. Now I want to watch it. Probably watch it as soon as I finish recording. Hmm, so some of the visitors that visit the place, because they are visitors, they place offerings around Agustinita in exchange for miracles and blessings. Some others change their clothes and maintain it as a form of worship. So as I've said, it seems that the locals are divided into two camps. Some of them approach the island because they want some kind of blessing. Some think that it's cursed. So some locals avoid it like it's some kind of plague. Others visit the island regularly and continue the tradition of hanging broken dolls from the trees in order to ward off evil spirits. As a result, some people estimate that there are thousands of dolls on the island. And that's about it for the Isla de las Muñecas. Do you want to visit it? Personally, I am both kind of like hesitant but I want to see it. I don't like dolls. I don't like hanging dolls. I don't want decapitated dolls. They're creepy. They creep me out. It's not a visual that I would like to see. But this is a place that kind of 
interests me, I probably end up getting freaked out when I'm standing on the island, but I'm open to it. How about you? Would you want to visit it? I personally wouldn't visit it because there's ghosts in it. It's because I just like, I researched about the background and I want to see the place that I have researched type of feeling. If there is whispers coming around as soon as I step on it, it's going to be a memorable experience, but it's kind of a bonus add-on kind of thing instead of like the main attraction. So now let's go to the bonus story because right about now it's only around 33 minutes of me recording and uh, I think it's kind of like a ample amount of recording time but I like to add some bonus stuff <laughs> of course and this is the haunted Elsa doll. So a on a Christmas of in 2013 there is this family in Houston and their daughter the daughter was given an Elsa doll and all was well at that point because you know frozen and she was happy and all was well because she got an Elsa doll until basically all is well until it wasn't as some haunted stories usually go so this doll recited phrases from the movie frozen and it can sing let it go when a button on its necklace was pressed. Apparently though, the mother of the family, Emily Madonia, said that for two years it did that in English, which you could expect that it would do because it's in Houston. <laughs> but in 2015, two years afterwards, the doll started doing it, alternating between Spanish and English. There wasn't a button that changed these, it was just random. So that's the first like sign that they found weird, but they didn't think much about it. And so around six years has passed of them having the doll and they never changed its batteries. It's still doing that though. The mother says that the doll continued to randomly begin to speak and sing even with its switches turned off. So it's now just speaking and singing by itself. So by December 2019, the family decided to get rid of the doll. However, the original motivation for getting rid of the doll is basically just pure practicality. You know, when you're cleaning your place and you find some things that you don't find useful anymore and your daughter is grown up and they're not interested in the doll anymore. So you just kind of want to get rid of it rid of it so you could have more space so that's their original motivation so emily madonna told scary mommy which is a site that i have used as a reference to this story she told them quote we decided to get rid of it because we wanted to get rid of old toys before christmas so we would have room for new ones i didn't even think about the elsa doll my daughter said she didn't care about it anymore so it was easy to throw away. It was so old and germy and she had already colored on it with her markers. It seemed useless to donate it so it went in the garbage outside." Unquote. However, Elsa just doesn't want to let go. Because despite being thrown out in the trash, the family found the doll on a bench in their living room weeks later. Uh-huh, and Madonna said, quote, Two weeks later, we were looking for something and found the doll inside a wooden bench in the living room. 
a bench that was covered in books and things and we never usually opened and without ha- and wouldn't have opened if we hadn't been looking for something we had lost. The kids insisted they didn't put it there and I believed them because they wouldn't have dug through the garbage outside." Unquote. And now Elsa completely stopped operating in English and it only began to only speak and sing and sing in Spanish. So kind of getting creeped out. Once again, they decided to throw out the Elsa doll to make sure that it stays in the trash. Emily Madonna's husband double bagged the doll and placed it at the bottom of the garbage can to be taken away on trash day. So the family traveled and forgot all about it. But when they returned, their daughter found that the doll is outside of their house. And that's when she decided to post in Facebook. And this post says, Okay guys, seriously, we need help. To recap for those of you who have not been following our Elsa doll saga, Matt threw it away weeks ago and then we found it inside a wooden bench. Okay, so we were weirded out and tightly wrapped wrapped it in its own garbage bag and put that garbage bag inside another garbage bag filled with other garbage and put it in the bottom of our garbage can underneath a bunch of other bags of garbage how many garbage words have i said already a bunch of other bags of garbage and wheeled it to the curb and it was collected on garbage day great right we went out of town forgot about it today aurelia says aurelia 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 it's a pretty name today aurelia says mom i saw the elsa doll again in the backyard help us Get rid of this haunted doll. Reasonable. <laughs> so when asked if she believed that the prank was actually being pulled on her, Madonna said that, for starters, the entire situation has been a huge stress for her. I could only imagine. And so because it's been a huge stress for her, she believes that if this was a loved one, a part of her family that is doing this prank, they would surely have given it up by now because she's being very stressed. Her kids don't really comprehend the fact that it could be something sinister. They're just excited to see if Elsa comes back. Because <laughs> kids, they just think that it's like Santa or the Tooth Fairy kind of thing. And her their parents are very much creeped out and they're like just, Will Elsa come back if you throw her? Her husband is right there with her in suffering legitimate lost nights of sleep over this. So it's kind of something that they cannot fathom who it would be that would pay that would do a prank on them like this. And some people ask Emily if it's the same doll. What if someone in the neighborhood is pranking them for some weird reason and just buying more Elsa dolls to scare them? And Emily says that the doll has some markers on her from her daughter coloring it over the years. And so she knows that the doll that reappeared was the original and not a replacement. Most logical thinkers believe that it is a prank, but she doesn't understand how or when it was done, especially because the garbage truck had taken it away. Also, for her, the alternative that the doll isn't haunted is not exactly comforting at all because if you think about it this would mean that someone wanted very much 
for them to be scared and that would mean that this person would have been digging in their garbage and someone has secretly came into their house and backyard to place the doll on it so that's not comforting at all <laughs> so either way she's not distressed by the thought that this is all a prank some people say that the doll was actually marketed as a bilingual doll toy it only spoke english for the first two years though regardless of what setting it was on then it started randomly speaking spanish but right before they got rid of it it would only speak spanish and it also stopped singing it was only talking whether we pushed the button or not and i found this passage in i don't know if it's scary mommy or another article that i have used but it says that this this kind of like behavior this weird behavior of the doll speaking and singing in spanish didn't immediately throw up any major red flags for emily because hashtag mom life <laughs> because if you have <clears throat> if you have children you have experienced the random and sometimes strange ways toys malfunction i am not a mom but i am the eldest daughter in our family i have two younger brothers so i took care of them when they were children and yep i could kind of relate to that <laughs> so the family now the doll has came back to them twice now has made a final attempt to get rid of elsa but this time elsa isn't going into someplace unknown the doll was mailed without a return address to a family friend in minnesota madonia said that while they were while she was packing the doll to be sent to a friend the doll laughed for 30 seconds straight as she was putting it in the box to mail it and that had never happened before madonia said that if the doll comes back she might have to open her mind to some of the more supernatural solutions probably exorcism donation to a museum uh sell it to zach baggins because <laughs> he loves collecting those things Luckily for her though, the doll was received by her Minnesotan friend Chris Hogan who shared an update on his Facebook and the update says, and now for the rest of the story, she made it to Minnesota and is taped to the brush guard of my jeep. If anything weird happens, I'm welding her into a steel pipe and sinking it in Lake of the Woods. Madonia has also added some an explanation post answering questions she's received since the story went viral if you want to read it it's in her facebook i think it's still up if you want to search for it she is emily madonia so in october 2020 the elsa has not returned but madonia is still keeping her eyes out for her because the year isn't over yet and while they are there and while the elsa is still there existing in that form and not welded into a steel pipe and sunk into the lake of the woods she will still keep her eye out <laughs> for Elsa's return if she ever does so Emily Madonia said in an interview quote no she hasn't come back we have had our fair share of weird things happening around the house though like doors opening and closing by themselves and lights TV turning on and strange stuff like that so it's been interesting but not the doll at least whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Because maybe the spirit of Elsa the doll did not bring the doll itself, but is now in its spirit form inside Emily's house. 
It's not a conclusion that I would like to think about too much, but that could be a possibility. We don't know how spirits move. We don't exactly know how spirits do their spirit things. Do they spirit travel? <laughs> do they even need a medium or some kind of vessel to live in? We don't know. So that's about it for the Elsa doll. It's just a short bonus story about it because it's a modern type of haunted doll story and I'm interested in it. I honestly thought of adding this story of a blindfolded doll in Singapore but I feel like I'm bogging you down too much with doll stories in this episode so I refrained from doing that. If you're interested though, just tell me. I'll, I could like put it up as a mini episode or I could that to it as a full one if it gives me more information that I than I have found as of the moment but that's about it yep and this is where I would end this episode it's not as long as the true crime ones because there's not much information in a lot of like scary paranormal places or paranormal things hauntings and stuff it's a good break too from the lengthy lengthy true crime ones and so now that I have done, I'm done with this topic, what would be a hint? A hint? Uh, the hint would be... This is kind of hard because a lot of the listeners are from America. But my topic for next week would not be in America. It's from my country. So I don't know what hint would I say, but this is a true crime episode. Uh, next episode would be a true crime one and it's about a person that has a filipino version of a talisman an amulet and they are a gangster <laughs> i don't know if anybody knows about him but that's kind of like a weird hint for the next true crime episode i hope you uh look out for it kind of interested curious to listen to it it's quite full of interesting and action-packed <laughs> uh scenarios in the next episode because he is a gangster so there's a lot of the gangster life if you know what i mean the serious gangster life <clears throat> so now that i have finished rambling about the gangster life uh you could send me stories that you have experienced about true crime anything creepy anything that you want to share or some topics that you want me to cover you could email me at macabramblings at gmail.com. You could also contact me at Instagram and follow me there. And it's macabramblings podcast. You could also contact me at Twitter, which I am kind of like starting to become more active in. And it's at macarambles, which is M-A-C-A rambles. And that's about it. Make sure to always get, eat good. Make sure you always get food good. <laughs> Make sure you always eat good food. Drink. Always stay hydrated. So drink water. Not too much of the Coke, Pepsi stuff, stuff though. That's too much sugar. Uh, take some rest. Have some good me time. Have some time to relax. I know it's kind of hard to relax if these days, especially with a lot of work or just the news surrounding this pandemic that doesn't seem to go away anyway yep so always stay safe people it's always good to stay safe and don't forget always stay spooky 
拜拜。